With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Speaking of fallen, welcome to the show, everybody. Comes that's who we are. Joe. Mike. I am Cody. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey. I'm waving because people can see me. I'm waving audibly. That's that's a hello. That's saying hi. Yeah. No, I said I'm waving audibly, as in like I'm describing what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm waving audibly. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, Hello. What uh, what's going on, fellas? Uh, I can thankfully say that it sounds like that Dundee movie is not actually real. No one cares about your opinion. It looked fucking awful if it was going to be a fucking movie, and now it looks like all it is is just an ad for Australian tourism. You know, it was not an ad for Australian tourism. Paul Hogan. I'm pretty sure he was a pretty good ad for Australian tourism. I know after seeing uh, Crocodile Dundee, I wanted to go to Australia. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't. Not like the not like the deep, deep part of Australia, but... I still don't. Australia. What, why would you want to go to Australia? Why? I mean, like, yes, there's a million Spiders. reasons. For, yeah, exactly, and that's, that's yeah, one of them. Poisonous everything. Snakes. Yeah. Spiders Panda that bears snakes. that eat your face. Snakes that eat spiders. Pandas that eat all those things and people. The weird architecture. What oh, that hell? part doesn't bother me too much. No, that thing looks like a weird monster. Weird... Monster. Um, <clears throat> what we what, what's this podcast about today, Cody? Uh, I don't know. You want to just go into detail about how cool Pacific Rim was? The the trailer? No, the no, the first movie. I think I might have already done that. What? Yeah. You mean to tell me that's already on the feed? That's weird. Yep. As of 5 a.m. this morning. Way to ruin our plan today, you dick. Way to try to capitalize on my plan that I had, you know, last month. 13 nomina- nominations for uh, Shape of Water. That's it's fucking weird, right? Oscar weird, nominations, right? no less. Yeah. yeah. Like the big ones. Because that's 13 is just Oscars. There's so many other ones. Yeah. Like in wins, too. Yeah. Um, I was going to pull up the list real quick once I find it in this fucking news feed that's long as balls. There it is. Ball long. Long as left balls. Hmm? Is that a saying that I don't know about? It is now. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. One does always hang lower than the other. Hmm. If you're lucky to have two. Yeah, Um, Lance Armstrong. (laughs) Yeah, Lance Armstrong. 
you cheating one nut fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he he had to use drugs because he didn't have as much testosterone as everyone else because he only had one testicle. Okay. I, wasn't that the actual explanation? Yep. Yeah. That was the actual explanation. Yeah. And it does make or sense. Also, the other explanation that he gave later on, which was everyone was cheating, so I had to to compete. Which also makes sense. Yep. Might as well, right? Mm-hmm. Juice them up. Juice them up. Um, all these make the bikes heavier than it counterbalances, right? Right. Yeah, see? Oh, okay. Pretty sure that's how it works. I'm not going to put thought exactly into that, so works. whatever. Yeah, see? I was correct. Majority rules. Um, anyways, nominations for the 90th Academy Awards. You want to run through them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best picture. We have Call Me By My Name. By Your Name. Sorry, Call Me By Your Name. Cody? Still, that Wait. title makes me confused. Joe. Yes. If you're going to call me, you have to call me by your name. Yeah, Joe. Yep. Okay. Welcome to the show. This comes out to we are... Cody? I don't like it. <laughs> Mike's like, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Mike's like, uh, who am I calling again? <laughs> um, we have Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, and The Shape of Water, oh, as well as three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which is the bizarrest name. Yeah, I was going to say three billboards were nominated. No, yeah. Just the three that are outside Ebbing, Missouri yep. Yep. are nominated. Just those three. That one, that one, and way over there. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Mike? What do you think? Give me give me one more time. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now, I know which one you want to win. Do you? Get Out. Get Out. Yeah, I was going to say. But which one do you think is going to win? Smart money would be on uh, the post or Phantom Thread, I would think. I, mean, the, the, I feel like those are probably the two. I don't even know what those movies are. The, the post, post is the one with uh, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Steven oh, Spielberg. yeah, that's right. About the Washington Post. I don't think that one would win. It's getting really good reviews. I'm sure it's getting really good They're reviews. They're all getting really good reviews. Yeah, exactly. But people, like, I don't know. People are, are talking about, like, this this Academy Awards being, like, the most stacked yeah, a long for time. sure. Mm-hmm. Like, like some of the best movies in a long time. Came yeah, because I sure. went through the list and I was looking at. I was like, I don't want to yeah. make this decision at right. all. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough one. Like, if it was, if it was down to me, like, yo, can we just like, can we all just talk about it? Yeah. I don't want to make a single. I don't want to like. I want you guys to convince me. That's what I want. I don't yeah. want you guys to make me think. First year awarded to everybody. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. You win an Academy <laughs> Award. Mm. Oprah hosting. <laughs> Look on your seats, everyone. <laughs> Everybody gets an Oscar! <laughs> Except for Wrinkle in Time. Ah. Um, it's not even nominated. Mainly because it hasn't come out yet. Uh, so, you think the post? Or Phantom. Or Phantom. I would... What's Phantom? Uh, that's, that's the one the with... Daniel de Luis. Yeah, Daniel de Luis. Hmm. Supposedly his last... Uh, yeah, we heard that Flip. once before. Right. But the I'm spacing on the director's name, but that dude tends to direct Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, he uh like it just everything lines up for that movie. I mean it's it's a Daniel Day Lewis movie, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. It was like those guys make Oscar movies, so Yeah, for sure. I haven't seen it. 
I'm just strictly going off of their reputation. <laughs> it just kind of seems like a thing that's it's that's one of those movies is like if you heard about it before you saw anything, you're like it's gonna get nominated for some Oscars on um, paper. But I yeah, I would I would uh, I would probably lean towards post though the post. So I'm probably wrong. It's probably gonna be one of the three movies that I haven't seen <laughs> or don't know anything about. Oh, but that's quite a few movies for me uh, on that list. I I'm I'm trying to see all of them this year though. I want I want to see all because like the nominations are all getting really good reviews. Yeah. So I'm gonna track them all down and I'm gonna watch them all between now and the Oscars to see. Uh, and then I'll give you a for sure for sure pick. A for sure for sure guaranteed. Pick. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. When are the Oscars? Uh, March 4th? Hold on. Yep, March 4th. Be held on March 4th. Goddamn. Got mm. plenty of time. Who do you think? Um, move, I, I So I haven't seen either of those two either. Uh, so the only ones I've seen is Dunkirk, Get Out, um, and The Shape of Water. Um... This this one's again like I said it's a tough one. The one I would want to win would either be Get Out or Shape of Water. You know how huge it would be for one of those two movies to win over those other ones, and yeah. just in terms of giving creative people mm-hmm. a chance to make their shit un yeah unfucked with. It you know what I mean? Because uh, those are two. I mean, Guillermo del Toro is obviously a huge name, but. That's a pretty small movie mm-hmm. that he yeah. had complete control over. And then obviously Get Out was never supposed to be as big as it was. Yeah, not at all. And if they can one of those two movies gets it, it's like that's creative people making creative movies, and I think it'll see even more of a of a spike in studios just letting people make their shit without trying to get too involved, which I think would be a good thing for films going further. So hopefully it's one of those two, but uh, but I, I have I have a feeling from what I've, I've what I've heard what I've read, uh, Phantom Thread is probably going to be the the leader on that one. Mm. Apparently, mm. it's a really supposed to be an amazing movie, um, but I mean, who knows at this point? What do you, what do you think, Joe? Get out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, and it's mostly because of what Mike said. I mean, you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth i do that sometimes yeah you do achievement in directing which apparently is what they call best director now now? it's achievement in directing that's weird so it's not necessarily the best director achievement in directing i'm gonna go ahead and just say it's gonna be jordan peele uh you have dunkirk with or for christopher or christopher nolan for dunkirk you have jordan peele for get out you have greta uh, gerwig for Lady Bird. You have Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and you have Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. I think it's Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm well, going does it, does it usually go like best director? A lot gets, of times, yes. Yeah. Best yeah. director, picture, best movie. Picture. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, yeah. Um, but yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson for uh, and that was weird because uh, Steven Spielberg didn't get best director or yeah, yeah. achievement in directing. But they did that to Affleck. Though. Yeah, a couple times his shit got nominated for best movie, but he didn't get nominated for. I feel like if I feel like it should just be a, a copy. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. who whoever was nominated for the best movies, those directors should get yeah. nominated for best. I movie. mean, they essentially are, um, except for uh, Steven Spielberg. 
Why wouldn't they just? Oh, do and that? actually, and uh, um, the there's Coen quite brothers. a few that's not. Yeah, that's on the best picture list, but not yeah. on the not directing. Yeah, call me by your name isn't on there either, which is weird. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Maybe there's a certain number that they they list that to, and they just best give picture best like picture forty more. Yeah, options. I can see that, but it just it seems weird going the opposite direction. It is very strange. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, performance by an actor in the leading role, not best actor, best performance. Had the nominations always been like this, and we just abbreviated no. them up? No, no I, I have a different really... list than you. That's weird. Because mine does the best picture, directing, this is, yeah, original this, screenplay. This is on coming soon's, but this is taken directly from uh, the Academy Awards page when they did their live stream of the nominations. This is taking right from them, so that's what they call it. So this is actor in a leading role. Yeah, so this is performance by an actor in a leading role. Um, you have Timothy... Um, Chalmet, I think is what it's pronounced, I think. Chalmet? Or Chalmet, yeah, for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel, I have no idea how to say his last name. Kaluuya? Kaluuya, is that how it is? I would say so. Okay, for Get Out. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Mm. Mike? One more time. You have Timothy... Chalmette for, call, for me. call me by your name. You have Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluya is that what we, we're saying it's going to be sure. Kaluya, whatever for Get Out. Uh, is the obviously lead actor in Get Out. Uh, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour and, De- and Denzel Washington for Roman J Israel Esquire. Are you using a calculator to figure out your odds? You're really putting thought into it. What do you think, Joe? Wild Mike. Carry the five. Uh, Is there a seven in there? Where did this minus two come from? God damn, I really want to say uh, Gary Oldman. For Darkest Hour? For Darkest Hour. Like, there's some fantastic... Well, I I don't know about... I guess the only one I don't really know about is Timothy Chalamet. I don't really know that name from Call me by your name. Yeah, I don't really know the name from, from anywhere else. And we all know how much of a Gary Oldman fan I am because he can just really get into characters. The problem is that Daniel Day-Lewis is known to be able to do that as well. Yeah, he only does a movie every five, six years, so... Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington's awesome, but he's not really a character actor. Um, and... But Daniel Kaluuya was... Was he Was he in any other movies? I don't think so. This it was is, his first real lead yeah, role. Like first, big, big yeah, role, but yeah. He, he knocks it out of the park. Oh, yeah. He's tremendous in it. Um... So I I will say I wanted I I was gonna say, I was trying to also see if Gary Oldman had won Oscars before I, I yes yeah he, he has, has. Uh, so I, I want to say Daniel Kaluuya uh, so the reason he hasn't won it. a lot is because people forget who he's he is in those movies because last time you see him we're like that's not Gary Oldman Man. but I would say uh, Gary Oldman would get it and I if not I would hope Daniel Day Lewis no 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 oh Dan oh Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya yeah. would see that's the weird thing three out of the two have Oscars. Yeah, that's crazy, because it's it's probably gonna be one of those three. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't know, I feel like the popularity and like the the name value of those three will sway the votes. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, which is which is sad because, um, like I said, Daniel Kaluuya really nailed it. So I'm I'm again, 
I just feel like every time Daniel Day-Lewis makes a movie, he's going to get an Oscar. And then the fact that people think this is going to be his last movie. May sway it that way? I think so, man. Well, give him on his way out. Yeah. This is, um, I was looking up this uh, Call Me By Your Name, the kid that's in this, that Timothy uh, Chalmette. He's 22 years old. He was born so, in 1995. This is his. Uh, easily his first. Easily yeah. his first like, movie as well. No, not his first movie. He's been in a bunch of things, but this is by far his biggest of the movies. Has he been in anything that we know? Um, oddly enough, he's also in Lady Bird. Interesting. That's the other movie weird. that's on here yeah. for me being nominated for other things too. Um, nothing we've really ever. Nothing that you've seen. I'm almost guaranteed. That's yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just strange to. I mean, he's been only he's only been acting since uh, really well. He had two short films in 2008, but he started acting full in movies in 2014. Uh, he did a bunch of TV shows. He, was, he did an episode of Law and Order. Um, so there you go. He was in four episodes of Royal Pains. He was in eight episodes of Homeland. Hmm. Um, he's done a couple stage things. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, he really obviously fresh face, 22 years old. So I mean, amazing if he won a fucking Oscar ahead of these of Daniel Day Lewis, uh, Gary Ullman, Denzel Washington, like that's a That'd pretty good pretty fucking big. stepping stone to making your making anything you want at that point. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you should probably just at that point be like, I'm out. I can't do better than this. I mean right. I, I, I literally won over three of the best actors ever to make movies mm-hmm. in the history of movies, in the history of men, I'm out. Like see if he was an athlete and he did some crazy shit like that, he'd just retire and go right into commentating. Yep. Um, so yeah, if like I was, if I was him, yeah, because <laughs> he he did some good stuff. Um, if yeah, so if he was to just win in this class, it's like yeah, bro, you're never. He's as he uh, does his acceptance just, speech. He lays his gloves on the stage, but come out. Yeah, like what would you do at that also point? Also gives anything you wanted at that point. Yeah, man, just fuck. Do like a cooking travel show and on, on <laughs> with Anthony Bourdain because okay. you're just not gonna be fucking. He acting literally used to do flags of the world. All he does yeah. is go around and look at flags from all the different countries. Look at all nations. these flags. Look at all these flags. Where are all them flags at? This flag is square. This one's almost round. <laughs> this is like a pennant. Yeah. So uh, obviously he's a, he's a young kid, so that's incredible for him. Um, but yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, next up. Performance by an actress in a leading role. You have Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Francis McDermott for The Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Ma- uh, Margot Robbie for I, Tonya. Good for her. Right? I'm excited about that one. Um, you have, uh, um, I don't remember how to say this girl's name. Me, I don't know at all. It's um, a chick from Lady Bird. Yeah, say, chick from Lady Something Ronin, right? Say, like, Cerise? Cerise? Is it Cerise? Cerise Ronan from Lady Bird and Meryl Streep from The Post. All right. Obviously, stack of ladies in this category. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, when Meryl Streep gets nominated, I feel like she wins. Kind of like a Daniel Day-Lewis thing. Uh, So I feel like she's got to be the favorite. But I think just listening to how people are talking, Frances McDermott is probably like... Yeah. I was like saying a, it's like the most incredible yeah, thing, thing ever. Yeah. I really would like Sally Hawkins to win though. I would it'd be amazing if she won because the fact that she has no actual lines, so all of her I, acting I, is literally done with um, like emoting. Yeah. And the fact that like it's it's a tough gig to have. 
Yeah, because you have no dialogue yep. to you have to, to learn sign language across. first off. That's a, you yeah. have to learn an, an all new language. That's really difficult, really, if you think about it. But like, also, just like the frustration you have to like, you know, not frustration of learning. What I'm saying is frustration and in, in your acting, you have to be. You have to convince people. You of not only do way. you have to. She had to communicate her her feelings non-verbally she had to communicate her frustrations about non-verbally being able to communicate yeah like it's a very and she did such an amazing job and she's she was fantastic and i truly believe she was masturbating in that bathtub yeah right to an egg timer to an egg timer well not not to with an egg timer yeah egg timer went off she's like gotta finish gotta get the eggs um the eggs but it would also be cool to see margot robbie win for a movie that was like not your traditional almost almost a throwaway movie for most yeah. people really so but i would probably put my money on francis mcdormand winning just from again i haven't seen that movie but just from what i've heard like added that, that that's a big if if margot robbie or sally hawkins beats francis mcdormand or meryl and meryl streep like yeah that's another one of those fucking drop the mic dude you're you're done mm-hmm. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Just make make funny ha-ha movies for the rest of your life because mm-hmm. you fucking killed it, you know? Give up for it. Just like, yo, I can do whatever I want. I'm going to make a movie making a puzzle. Make sci-fi movies for the rest <laughs> of your life because you know they're not going to yeah, get exactly, for anything. Right. So you don't have that pressure anymore. Yep. You never. You can You can literally put out the world's best performance of any movie in a sci-fi movie and never know. You'll never get nominated so you don't have that pressure of like, am I going to win for it? Oh, but make it a movie about dragons or some bullshit and get nominated. Fucks. Yeah, for best costume. <laughs> um, they wouldn't even win. No, no, no they'd be nominated though. Nice to be, you know, thought of. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Uh, you have William Defoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for The Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. The interesting about this, the interesting thing about this category besides there's two actors from the same movie in it for yeah. a supporting role is Christopher Plummer. That's the oh, role shoots. he took after they, they wanted to remove Kevin Spacey from it. Yeah. So he's his acting. I mean, Grant, Christopher Plummer's an amazing actor. He always has been, but like he stepped into a role and reshot all those scenes and that he gets, I mean, he gets a nomination. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you know, he must've been really good in it. Because, I mean... Or are they just trying to make people forget that Kevin Spacey was a thing in Hollywood? 
Just racing them all together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy to think about, though. Like, you know. that he, That's a, yeah, that's a weird one. Because here, here's the thing. You ever, like, there's been times where people, like, like, look at the best supporting or best actress ones. There's a couple people that I don't know. Best actor, there's a couple people that I never knew before that. One I don't know and one I yeah. never knew before the one movie they got nominated for. This category, William Defoe, Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, Sam Rockwell are all really good and fucking you can, actors. You can think of movies, several movies you know them from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that that's a again, it's not stacked in terms of like this person always wins. It's yeah. stacked in like these are some really good fucking actors. Um really tough choices. I haven't I mean, of these movies, I have seen one of them. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard for me to say, but knowing these actors Obviously, there's a reason they've been nominated for for this for it. But it's like knowing these actors, like, well, that's a tough decision because, like, when Woody Harrelson's on points, he is on fucking point, like, yeah. amazing on points. William Defoe, it's hard to think of a movie he's not amazing in, no matter what kind of character he's playing. And he plays a guy who has sex with a tree, or a guy wearing a yeah. goblin mask. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Sam Rockwell always needs to be nominated for everything he does because. That dude just throws everything into and it. And Richard Jenkins kind of like the dark horse here, but yeah. dude's been acting, making forever. a career of of nailing supporting roles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's you never seen a movie, and you might not think, "Damn, Richard Jenkins killed it," but you're never gonna see a movie with Richard Jenkins and be like, nah, "That part could have been done better." Yeah, exactly. You know? He's always good no matter what. And then Christopher Plummer, I mean, is a kind of old school Hollywood legend. Yeah. So. yeah, so I mean, it's hard to say, but yeah, it was a tough one for me. Um, I would like to see Sam Rockwell have it, but I really think Richard Jenkins uh, needs it because he was amazing in The Shape of Water. He was I, a neighbor, by the way. I, I can... think it's going to be I know that. Okay, Christopher sure. Plummer. Christopher Plummer? Yeah, I just feel like the weird circumstances surrounding it and the fact that he had no prep time and he went in and nailed it, yeah. apparently. That's the thing, too, is like, I wonder how... Like, What's the last one he won for? Um... I guess the thing is, like, that, like, what Mike said is, like, the short prep time and, like, doing that, but, like, also getting thrown into a movie where, like, not only be reshooting scenes that only someone might have been, but with other people, so they're reshooting those scenes, too, and the way you do a character versus the way someone else does a character might be completely different. Mm-hmm. So do you go in and have to re- and do what was done before? No. Uh, in fact, I-, I watched a little bit about... Uh, about- this you can tell from the that trailers that, that he played it completely differently. I never saw a trailer with before. Oh yeah, I never I never watched one before with him, other other than the one him, he was in, and he was in it for like a short amount of time. Right. No, they because uh, uh, it's uh, what's his name that directed it, um, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, and that question was asked of him: uh, Did did uh, Christopher Plummer coming in take a look at anything that uh, was already done by Kevin Spacey and base any of his acting off of that? And uh, Ridley Scott said, "No, absolutely not." Yeah, I think it he wanted to come somebody. in. Uh, uh, Scott and and Christopher Bummer wanted to come into it with just a clean slate, and not want to transfer any of uh, of uh, Kevin Spacey's performance over to this character. Yeah. So it, it it's completely different than Spacey's. I would hope so. I mean, that, it'd be weird if they wanted, like, hey, we need to do what Kevin Spacey did. Can but, you like, be Kevin Spacey, but not not Kevin, Kevin Spacey? Spacey? Don't do what Kevin Spacey did in. Real life, um, but like in, in the, the movie, movie, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Michael, what do you find it on Christopher Plummer? 
I'm just going back to his early stuff, and it's it's crazy to think how long this dude's been in it. Well, the dude's like what, ninety four years old? Some shit like that. Um. All right. Up next, performance by an actor's actress in he a supporting in, role. Sorry, he was in The Sound of Music. Like, I think that's what his first nomination came from, right? I think so. Yeah, sixty five. 65 to now, been doing how many, for a while. How, how many years know. is that? 65 to 2018. So 53 years. Right, you said? Yeah, yep. Yep, 53 years. Um. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy to think about that dude's been acting for so long. Well, you can have nominations spanning that long. Yeah, I mean, he's a really good like, actor, so. Yeah. You've been really good for a long time. That's crazy. You've been doing well, sir. There's a reason you're still acting. Apparently, it's not because you're cheap. It's because you're good at stuff. Um, uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Um, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, which at first I didn't know what it was, but that's that Netflix movie. I don't know either. Um, I, had, I almost had to look it up. And I was like, wait a minute, that's the Netflix one. You have Allison Janney uh, for I, Tanya. Leslie Man- uh, Manville for um, Phantom Thread, Lori Metcalf for Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Shape of Water, just every every category. Um, I have seen one of one these. Of um, Octavia Spencer was good in it. Um, she was. Like... I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is the interaction with her husband, mm-hmm. that scene with her husband. I think it was like what would stand out to me for her performance wise. Well, that was her range. In, yeah. In it, you know? Um, the other times it was, she's, she's really good. Cause she plays that scared. Like she plays scared really well. Um, yeah. And her, her, other parts, her scenes with Michael Shannon though, were on point. All, all of them, because yeah. it went from being like, this guy's weird and annoying. Like when he's to be in like, the bathroom, straight out scary, scared. Yeah. yeah. She, 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 she did a really good job, range. but I was saying, what I'm saying is if you really want to see uh, what I think probably was the biggest part is that scene with her husband and Michael Shannon, obviously, because yeah. uh, that scene was fucking nuts. Um, so, I mean, I would say her, but I mean... Um, and she wins Oscars, too. She won for the, the, the Space Math Lady one, right? Yeah, yeah. and she, she got nominated for the help? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like... She's one of the again becoming one of those like you put she her in a, yep, in she's a role, do stuff. she's gonna fucking get nominated. She's, she's good at what she that. does. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping for Octavia Spencer, but I I'm, again, full honesty, I haven't seen the other ones. Yeah, so I'm not not real sure that. i don't i'm not gonna say i was i'm surprised he married jay blige on there but i am surprised to see mary jay blige on there because a i didn't know she was in Mudbound. i didn't know she acted oh uh, she's been in a few things yeah um, no, but it's like oh okay all right uh it'd be pretty cool to see her win it's but i would grammy like awards <laughs> um Ooh, if she wins though she'd be really close to egotting she'd get the hard ones yeah the tony would be the only one i think she'd have to really she's just write out. a fucking play or be in one. Be in a play? Yeah. She could be in a play. She could win an Oscar. She could be in a play. Yeah. Well, More if, if she wins an Oscar, yeah, she can definitely be in a play. But like, real. yo, tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. Uh, like, I got this thing. I, I Do they make my noise? on. Do they make noise? I was in the Yeah, there's thing. a little bell in it. Okay, good. Oh. Man, who I was about to say. 
I was like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Maybe the screw's <laughs> loose at the bottom or something? I don't know. Are they screwed in? How's that work? Someone win an Oscar in this room, and we will find out. Or someone send us one. If you have an extra one, Brad Pitt, just go ahead and send us one in. Does Brad Pitt have any? No. Probably not. I think he's been nominated, though. I'm sure he has. Um, next up, best writing for adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Um, it's funny because we can look at these two ones. It's like original screenplay, adapted screenplay. Um, so you have Call Me By Your Name. Um, you have The Disaster Artist, Logan, which actually threw me off when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's weird for writing. It's weird that it got adapted, though, too. Like, yeah. I know why, but it's like, I think that could be original. Like, yeah, like, that like, should be, like, original screenwriting. But uh, screen I do like the fact that I got nominated for, for anything, yeah. For, uh, something for outside. adapted, though, yeah. because now two of my favorites can win. We'll get into that when we get into the original screenplay. Okay. You have Molly's Game, Jesus. which is another uh, um, interesting choice too, uh, and then you have Mudbound, which is right there. Was a, I was like, oh, it made another one that was a surprising one for me because you think again this list, like these two lists, should be a lot of what you see up top mm-hmm. um, in the best actor and the best director stuff because. Obviously, you can be a really good director, but if you don't have a really good script, you're not going to do much with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I was like, but to see this one, but then when you look at the original, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, you'll see why. But so adapted screenplay, um, I have seen one of these. It's Logan. You've seen two of these? Disaster Artist. Oh, that's right. You went and saw that without us. Thanks, everybody. How about you? Mm, yeah, seven minutes before the movie started. Mm. Hey, by the way, we're seeing this movie a couple hours before. Mm, I'm pretty sure that's not how I remember it. Yep. Um, <laughs> All I know is I saw it seven minutes before the movie started. <laughs> <laughs> See, majority rules, winners. Mike's a fucking prick. winner. Winners, you can. Um, PUBG. Uh, anyways, uh, what do you? I mean, if you ask me, Logan. it would be amazing to see Logan win. It, yeah, nigger, that's what needs to win. Um, Logan needs to win. Because, like, come on now. Come on now. What do you think? It's like Joseph? the anti-superhero Logan. superhero movie. Logan, he says. All right, next up, best writing for this, original screenplay. This one should be Get a out. no-brainer. Get out. I we know that's, n- that's in the list. <laughs> the list is Jeez. The Big Sick. Uh, you have Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay, I got three here. I've seen The Big Sick. Yep. I've seen Get Out, yep. and I've seen The Shape of Water. Yep, I've seen those three as well. The Big Sick was amazing, yep. and I'm glad it got nominated, but I almost feel like it's weird that it's an original screenplay since it's based off a true story. Yeah. Like, when I get it, there's never been a book written, and it's not adapted off the book, but I feel like that's odd because it's not... It's it's not an adapted screenplay. You're not adapting it from another right. written form. But it's it's just weird that it yeah. was like a. Tr- and I I understand it still has to be written because you can't just shoot a documentary about what had happened. But you can't. That just seems weird to me. Yeah. Um, the Shape of Water obviously was fantastic, but I feel like The Shape of Water is more of an homage to filmmaking in general. I was going to say uh, sexism in the fifties. Yeah, but f- like. Because it kind of breached and it's like it took bits and pieces from so many genres and so many classic films that 
again, fantastic, should be nominated, but Get Out has to be like the best. It's it's the Overall, best written because you're, you're going for that more original. Yeah, man. Like yeah, there's sure. this was the most original movie I've seen in many a year. Like I can't. Yeah, like in a long, long time. Not, and not like, just original, but original on the scale of major motion pictures. Yeah, because there's obviously a lot of original movies that come out that like just can't like, get swept you know, away and don't. You know, do like Justin and Aaron's movies are very original, right? Mm-hmm. But they're they're not they're not big A lister names yet. Um, like a, a Jordan Peele who's like was in the spotlight for many a seasons on his own TV show with his buddy for a sketch comedy yep. show and to then come out and literally just drop off off the face of the map, come back, do what we all expected a comedy from him, right? With with uh, Keanu, yeah. but then out of the blue, this thing. And when I first read about, it, I was like, oh, okay, it's gonna be a really fun movie, right? And then you see it, and you're like, no, there's not I mean, anything. There's some what I expected, slight to be. comedy elements to it from one from one person, one person. That's it. But god damn it, that movie's so good. Yeah. It's such a good story and it's original shit. Like it's like the fact that he could deal with racism and the way and he did. make it original somehow. Yeah. Like is is mind blowing. Like but yeah, like if that's the big one. I'm I'm okay if anything else that get out got nominated for doesn't win because I'm not it's it's the underdog of all underdogs in terms of, of these nominations. But if there's, in my opinion, one thing that it clearly stood out in, it's it's you the know, story, it's yeah. the original screenplay. So that's gotta win. The writing of yeah. If that doesn't win, dude, like it's it's a horseshit uh, category. Horseshit category. Horseshit says. category. Watch uh, that one asshole say the wrong thing and not give it to him again. Oh God! The big sick by Jordan Peele. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, next category we're gonna skip. Uh, best foreign language film. Yeah, it skipped that. Mainly because we have no way of choosing this. Um, we can pick whatever m- movie we think from country we want. I like this title. This one sounds fun. Uh, the Square. I know what a square is, so I'm gonna root for that one. Um, best animated feature film. This has got a weird tie that I actually seen. This one had a lot more <laughs> movies in it than I thought. But also, ones I've never heard of in my life. Okay. Uh, so you have Bo- the Boss Baby, not one I've I've, I've heard it. And I've actually watched it. It's actually f- extremely hilarious. I love that movie. It is really funny. Uh, very heart uh, heartwarming and well, it's very sad at moments too. Um, you have the Breadwinner. Never heard of it in my life. Mm-mm. You have Coco, which is obviously definitely ahead of winning this category because it's Disney and Pixar. Uh, you have Ferdinand, which John Cena, John fucking Cena movie. <laughs> like, if you ever said, "Hey, a John Cena movie is gonna get nominated for an Oscar," I'd been like, "Is it that one where he's a marine that gets shot up behind a wall?" <laughs> yeah. is that one? No, no. It's an animated where he plays a bull, friendly bull. Okay. Um, you have uh, then you have Loving Vincent, another one I've never heard of. Um, so in this category, I would almost say the clear cut winner is gonna be Coco. It's the the uh, Pixar one, right? Yeah, yeah. So Pixar um, won one wins. That's what they do. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, I would say actually, wait, Coco is just a straight Disney one though, right? Is it? No, it's a Pixar one. It it's a Pixar, Pixar one too. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think. Is they they did they have another one this year? Uh, they made that cart. They had the Cars movie, uh, Cars three. But I was trying to think. Did Disney have another animated movie this year of their own? Right? I don't think they did. 
I don't know. Because for a long time it was always there was always two. There was always we're going against each other in best animated for like a long time. Yeah. Because they would do like Frozen would come out and you're like oh okay you know that's Frozen eh oh he's gonna win um like one for best song and shit uh Moana lost last year didn't it yes like that was madness to me crazy madness first off amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Amazing original music. Mike loves it. Mm-hmm. He sings it on a daily basis to himself yep. in the shower. That's um, almost not a lie. I well, love that. I have the tapes so to prove much. it. <laughs> Why is your no weird? Why did I put them on tape? I don't know. It just feels more nostalgic to watch you on tape. He likes the warmer sound of it. Yep, like <laughs> vinyl. Yeah, the vinyl I put you. In. Oh, you um, like shitty quality? That's good. <laughs> Can I get a shoe uh, off? He's a vinyl. Um, but like yeah, I mean Coco uh, winning is obviously go. But yeah, with Moana though, like original soundtrack, the vi- like the visuals in that movie too, like unbelievable. Like how can something like that win? But like original music would be ridiculous. Um, so I, I would with this category, I'm gonna say Coco. Yeah, because it just seems I don't know what the breadwinner is or loving Vincent, but like compared to Ferdinand and Boss Baby. Coco stands out drastically. Coco pulls on the heartstrings on purpose. Yeah. Right from the trailer alone. Like, like you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's rough. Um, but anyways, yeah. Achievement in production design is another one of those weird ones where, like, the really strange movies get nominated for. Like, the weird things, you, not that you wouldn't think would, but this is where, like, movies who don't get any other nominations, including wanna, sci-fi movies, get lined up. Go into these ones? We will. Uh, have okay. you seen what's in the list? Yeah, but... You have Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. I will say this. Darkest Hour and Dunkirk probably shouldn't be on this list compared to these other movies. Mm-mm. And the reason why is Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, and The Shape of Water, they're filmed... Their movies are take, take place in places that don't exist in real life. So it's very easy to make Dunkirk. Why? Because Dunkirk's a place you can go. Mm-hmm. Yes, shooting there is obviously in a modern day is difficult because you have to redo the world in, in World War II. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Two. Um, and and the funny thing about that is Darkest Hour is actually about the same time frame. It is, yeah. It's really hilarious. Um, but also a very easy thing to do. But like The Shape of Water, that night, that weirdish gothic 1950s world doesn't exist anywhere anymore mm-hmm. um unless you're in portland oregon um blade runner 2049 doesn't exist at all and has 
as Joe now knows, gorgeous everything yep. in it. I mean, it looks from the the wastelands of, of Vegas to LA itself, you have this crazy change. And with that wall that protects them from the weather, mm-hmm. air quotes, because it's not protect the city from weather, just protects them from the giant waves of water. Yeah. Um, to just like the interiors of, of the buildings is unbelievable because that shit isn't real. None of that is real. Um, even the farm in the beginning of the movie, like none of that is like the no. shack they go into. That shit's not real. You can't make that. Yeah. Like you have to make it. You know what I mean? You can't just, hey, let's go film in this house. You have to build that because it's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Beauty and the Beast, uh, you recreated a cartoon with real things. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't, again, you didn't go, hey, Here's an island in Scot. Here's an island in Scotland. Let's go film on it and let's make up yeah. shit around it. No, none of it is real. None of it was shot in real life. It was all set on stages. And it's like, at one point, like when she's riding up to the castle. At one point, I'm like, did they actually just draw this last time? Like this castle looks really good when we draw it in the movie. Mm-hmm. And this time, they're like, we're gonna shoot out the real castle this time. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't exist. It's so, I don't know. It's weird to me that this, those two are. In this, that's why I wanted to talk about this because those. Darkest Hour and Dunkirk just don't seem like production design to me is a go- obviously a very broad stroke of a of a idea. Well, it it especially looking at this list, it falls into that whole uh, well, that really that whole of uh, like costume design where yeah. you have like some fantastic movies that are like costume design is just amazing and and the does it, it literally has just come right out of the imagination of the designer? Yep. But a, a lot of times, what happens always when no. yeah, when <laughs> that's something that has been done before, you are just pulling historical Which records. Which we'll get design. into, but Phantom Thread. But uh, that. so oh, yeah, of course. It the it has this one's difficult fashion. because I it, as much as uh, the Shape of Water looks more gothic and is is more uh, has a higher production more. design, I would say than. Uh, than Darkest Hour in Dunkirk, it still isn't as uh, difficult as the other two, as Beauty and the Beast and yeah. Blade Runner. So it really falls, to me, it falls between those two. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I would love win. to see Blade Runner win because of... What it is. What it was. Plus, it, it's fresher in my mind. It, it It was such an amazing thing just to look at. Does does the the CG factor at all for you for that decision? Like, yeah, do you a little bit? Do you knock it a little bit? Because in my no. head, I f- I feel like the Shape of Water was everything was real, built and real, and it was. I mean, the backgrounds. But there's real. a lot of yeah, stuff that but, went into Blade Runner that that looks like it was actually built. I, no, yes, I, I yes, get that. I'm just wondering, the, like, just lot just to get your point on it. But of these movies, I'll say this though: I have yet to see Darkest Hour. Um, but as a production design, I would say the biggest struggle any of these would have would be Dunkirk in a way, because Dunkirk, and I haven't been to Dunkirk uh, ever. Um, but I'm a guess in a modern I you were world. Say lately, um, like, yeah, like you know, did you go? Uh, vacation to war torn areas. Um, I could see a stru- like reason that would be a, a really good, a really big production hurdle is because it is in the real world still and you have to make it look like it did back then you know without any modern things and the buildings have to be back and you have to get rid of cars and blah 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 but 
you have a real place to go and do that. But also, if you were to do that on a soundstage, you could reproduce something that already exists in real life and put it there. But those other ones, like Joe was saying, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, that shit doesn't exist anywhere but in someone's crazy-ass head. Yeah. Shape of Water, in in a way, it does. But as to Mike's point earlier, it's an homage to things that do exist. So you could say, hey, this is what an old front-of-a-movie theater used to look like. I want this. Right. So you're and, pulling from real life. And I see that. I'm just saying that, yep. that it, well, it is more uh, creative than those two. It's just not as Yes, exactly. As yeah. what, do you, what, what about the fact that, again, and I, I think Blade Runner should, should win on this one, yeah. but does the fact that it's based off of the production designs from a previous movie, because it's very similar to that, and it's obviously updated – because no. it's in the future, does that no. affect anything at all? No. To that point, I actually think it in favor, actually, for that, because they took something that existed so long ago, and they didn't they didn't episode one, two, and three it. They didn't make it so outlandishly that much better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they could have easily gone way farther than they did, but what they did do is they took that dark, dingy it's, it's, world. It's definitely the same world. Yep. And you, it, it makes sense. We just get to see it, more of it yeah. because they have the ability to make a, the scenes bigger and so we can see more of it versus the very narrow being on a set. Obviously, they had to create all that stuff for the original. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the big wide shots in the original ones were all miniatures and, and shit like that. Uh, but this has those beautiful, like, when he's flying over the city in the car in the spinner yeah. and it's from the top like the camera's looking down on the car and I was like this is fucking amazing like yeah looks so and I, we didn't see it in 3D but I can imagine that was gorgeous in 3D because that car is so in focus but you see all the big craziness underneath and like just in the fact that entire movie like majority of the movie is shot in crazy weather Either. That's what makes me so sad about the decline of 3D is this movie right here. And it's one of the reasons why I love my fucking TV so much. You know, it, it, in this movie, there were only maybe three scenes that I can think of that I experienced the ghosting of, in. And most, they weren't in foreground shots. They were back. It was stuff that was blurry in the background, but it was so gorgeous this movie in 3d so gorgeous yeah for sure that i i just couldn't stop like it, there were points in times that i would and another reason why it goes to production design there were points in times where i i just i had to stop myself from from just sitting there thinking this is just a, a just an amazing looking movie yeah. and actually focus on what was going on because it would just be sitting there going oh my god this, this you know the colors are amazing and you know the the backgrounds are awesome and everything going on it just looks so good oh shit no wait stuff is actually happening i need to <laughs> yep need you to need to pay attention, attention to what's it. actually going on bringing to our next category which has to go along with that achievement in cinematography you have blade runner 2049 darkest hour dunkirk mudbound and the shape of water blade runner hands down I will go with Joe's on this because the cinematography in that is nuts Mm -hmm. because of all the shit that is going on and the fact that um, unlike Mudbound, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, and Shape of Water is a lot of shit you're shooting with isn't there Mm -hmm. because it is CG. It is fake. It's not something you can control 
So your cinematography has to live up to the lighting that some asshole CG guy is doing somewhere, and they both have to match up really well. But also just like the the shit that your actors have to you know, you line up a shot for your actors to act in to stuff that's not there either. Yeah, you know, plus all that shooting in rain must have been a fucking nightmare. It must have been, and that that leads to another like just absolutely amazing shot again in in three D. Is there? It's it's uh, uh what's his name is, is talking to uh to the police chief and they do a pull out shot mm-hmm. where it's looking through like this rain soaked window yeah it's just sheeting down as it's sheeting down and in 3D that looked absolutely I'm amazing sure. yeah um so i mean i would but, say in that one it would be blade runner 2049 yeah i would say on the other ones they did a tremendous job. Uh, I mean, of the ones I've seen, I haven't seen Mudbound or Darkest Hour, but um, the other ones, I mean, cinematography in Dunkirk had been pretty crazy to do too because there's some pretty ridiculous shots in that of like the beach and the planes and the boats and all that shit like that. Um, but nothing like I can imagine shooting in all that fucking rain all the time. Like oh. that, the, in the waves, that scene in the waves, Yeah, where like a literally, like, spoiler, I literally thought, Harrison Ford was going to die in. Oh, yeah. Like, this is where he dies, right? Right. This like, is where this he is, in real life. Yeah, this is like, this is where he dies. They're going to come out now that the movie's been out for a while and they'll be like, hey, Harrison Ford By the actually way, died. We filmed the ending already where he goes and meets his daughter yeah. way ahead of time. Yeah. This scene was our last one because it's most complicated. And you always want to leave that for last because that way you can drag it on if need be. We lost him. We're sorry. We don't actually know where he's at. We, we assume he's dead because we can't find the body. Yeah. And they're dealing with real water. It's not one of those things like, CG in the water. No, these are real waves smashing against a fake car and people. And I was like, this seems overly dangerous. Like when they sh- when they brought um, Star Lord and what's her face into space to shoot uh, that movie they did together with him, Passengers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's pretty expensive to shoot two stars into space. Along well, Michael Shannon, uh, not Michael Shannon. Uh, what's his name? Bartender, the one that freaked out. Not Michael Shannon. His last name's Shannon. You know what I'm talking about? Like those three people have to go up into space. And you're like, that's pretty expensive to do. But all right, whatever, we'll do it. It's dangerous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Water's bad news. Um, but I was joking. I don't believe they shot those people into space to shoot a movie. No, you that said it on a podcast. Damn it. Yep, it's on the internet. It, oh, I well. Mean, it will be, be on true. the internet. I have control of that, sir. Oh, this episode didn't work. Uh, if you're hearing this, that was a joke as well because <laughs> you're hearing it. Did it? Uh, Did it? <laughs> Best achievement in costume design. This is where Joe's gonna throw a fit. Yeah, but it's it's. Oh, actually, oh, never mind. You're gonna throw a fit. All these, all these, actually, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. You can't. This one's not gonna be a tough. Well, the winner is gonna be Phantom Thread, most likely. Uh, But Beauty and the Beast has real stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go through the list, and then I'll get to. So you have Beauty Beast, Beauty and the Beast. You have Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread. Uh, the Shape of Water and Vic- Victoria, Victoria and Abdul. Uh, the only thing here is how much, like like the Shape of Water, were uh, the the prosthetics that that, that uh, what's his name used for the actual mer creature were real, right? Yes, he was wearing it. Well, I mean, the so eyes that were technically, fake, but yeah, that would be a costume. costume. Yes. So. That's, I think that's actually makeup design. Is that makeup design? That, so. Well, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. where you where in the in costume for him are, would be like the collar that he has to wear and like that shit and like yeah. his pants. So I I definitely go up into makeup. Or people's well, pants, makeup and you know? hairstyle is literally the next one. Yeah. And guess what's not on there? 
Uh, I don't film endings on mine. It's makeup and hairstyling. It's in next. Oh, isn't next on mine. Weird. Uh, Shape water's not on that one. Uh, so if you include that type of prosthetics and stuff like that into costume design, which I kind of do, because uh, it is a full body thing, I would say that it should be the shape of water. If you're just going off of like clothing and whatnot, like, yeah. I would say Beauty and the Beast. Because while it is more traditional clothing, it is still something that doesn't necessarily exist it, it or hasn't existed like, you know, Darkest Hours, Military Fatigues and stuff like that. Uh, Phantom Thread looked like a period piece. So the, again, 1950s just, London. But the that, thing that what Michael's saying about that, that thing. is that's actually that movie is about the fashion industry. But and I get that. So like they obviously had to recreate. I get that. That, but like, but to yes, me, I it, it, to me, it still falls within the. Uh, it exists yeah, in the real it world. Used to exist in the real world. It wasn't like, drawn by somebody. Yeah, this is an animated new cartoon and brought to real life. With exactly. that being said, Phantom Thread will win that. Yeah, for sure. but but if the Shape of Water doesn't win, uh, I would say Beauty and the Beast. All right, uh, achievement and film editing. Uh, this, this one is a no brainer. This one should be a no brainer, and I know what Mike's talking about, and we'll go through the list. You have Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I Tanya, The Shape of Water, and the three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I have yet to see uh, the three billboards. I've yet to see I Tanya, but. If Baby Driver doesn't win this for film editing, someone's insane. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Because... We're all on the same page on that one. Yeah, there's they no reason. They choreographed a movie to a soundtrack. Like, yeah. Fuck you. That that wins. Yeah. yeah. And they did it great. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's, they did it And it's it not poorly. even... Like, the fact that, like, oh, yeah, you have to edit that together, but you have to edit that together with a song you can't cut up. And then mm-hmm. there are some scenes where you have to edit the movie around a song, how it is cut for the movie. So that's insane. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, if that did, if they don't win for that, it, and this, this shit's rigged. That category runs into the sound editing one too, which I think also Baby Driver should win. Yes, I agree with that. Which is on my list, not the next one. Uh, my next list is best documentary feature, which we'll go ahead and skip over. Uh, we'll go to achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Um, this one, see, this is what gets me. So you have Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and you have Wonder. Just skip it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay. Um, yeah. Achievement in music. Uh, this is original score. So you have Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Star Wars, John Williams, It's. I mean, that's he's amazing every time. I'm not going to say he's going to win, but it's amazing. But it's, it's you know I mean? similar work than what he's been doing. Yeah. And all, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not like he recreated not... all new stuff for it. It's very yeah, similar it's, to what you had before. Same... I guess if you can make Star Wars music a genre, you know what I mean? Like, it's just making it a little bit more in that genre. So, I don't know. Dunkirk had an amazing original score. Uh, Shape of Waters, uh, I can't think if I remember it. I can't. Other than atmospheric music. Uh, They played a lot of classical stuff in the background. So, but the atm- at- atmospheric music is what I was talking about. Like, no, yeah, I know, but stuff. But I feel like in a movie like that, where the real classical, like tap dance and musical stuff that yeah. was constantly playing in the background, and the music that was constantly playing that was real, like outside of the uh, the dream dance sequence, 
which was all original score stuff. Like that part was amazing and beautiful and sounded amazing, but I don't feel like there was enough original score to like warrant a, a W in that category. I would say Dunkirk. I haven't heard Phantom Threads, uh, but it's Dunkirk. probably going to win, too. It's yeah, most likely. Phantom Threads going to get so But much. Hans Zimmer's sound, uh, original sc- score for Dunkirk is just that swelling of the music, with like even the playing scene was just like, oh, so intense. Mm-hmm. Adds to it so much for me. Uh, achievement in music, original song. Uh, I have yet to hear any of these yeah, any of those uh so skip so i can't but get mary j blige got nominated again it's true it's so, number two my money's on her there you go she makes real music uh here's sound mixing so achie- best achievement or achievement in sound mixing uh i would have to give this to <laughs> one of two two movies on this list it's either gonna be baby driver which should be or blade runner 2049 because sound mixing the reason why this is difficult choice for me, and the reason I think Blade Runner. We've actually went into this before yes. on the podcast. I can't remember for what, but you're well, about to I, make the I, same argument. Yeah. I, I, now I was going to say for these ones, maybe uh, give an explanation of what the difference between sound mixing and mix, mixing and editing. Is. Yes. So sound mixing is making it so you can hear everything going on and where it needs to be. Sound editing is literally making so the sound matches what you see on the screen and what's supposed to be matching on around the environment when you do like surround sound. So sound mixing is taking things like rushing water or rain and making it so you can hear that and the people or talking. Or sirens in the or background. Or sirens in the background so you or, know shit's happening. Yeah. So it's a very atmospheric thing. Um, it's a very environmental thing where sound editing is making it so it's all coherent together which can be very difficult when you have a movie like Baby Driver because, well, yeah, so there's a lot you have to kind of edit to make it work properly because mm, the music is part of the movie. Yeah, mixing should be Blade Runner. Sound editing should be Baby Driver. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of sirens, that's <laughs> In the actually our sound mixer. Uh, next up, Achievement Visual Effects. This one has... Some people we haven't heard from yet. You have Blade Runner 2049. You have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You have Kong Skull Island. You have Star Wars The Last Jedi. And you have War for the Planet of the Apes. This is a tough one. Uh, I've seen all of but one of these. uh, Which hurts my soul to say. Because I should have seen it already. But I have not. Yeah, you should have. I would have thought you would have seen it already. I have not bought it. uh, And I did not see it in theaters. Hmm. Which is, we're talking about War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, but this one's tough for me because I would, the two that stand out the most would be Blade Runner 2049 and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because a lot of what they're playing with, we haven't seen before in a way with Blade Runner. We have, we haven't because it looks better, but you know, whatever Guardians is literally nothing. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
nothing but soundstage yeah. and fake shit around you, and it looks real, so that's really good. Uh, Star Wars Last Jedi, we have seen a lot of it before. It looks gorgeous. The ships look amazing. The space fights look amazing. Fucking, you know, light, light swords look amazing, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, we've seen it before. You know, it's good. They're they're right on point. They they didn't lack in what they've done before. Mm-hmm. They look just as good as they ever have. But Blade Runner 2049 has essentially three different environments you have to go to. You have the rain and the water. You have the desert. And you have that weird snowy environment uh, inside the holographic building thing that she makes the memories for. Uh, those three things are very hard to make look real. Mm-hmm. So I would say visual effects, that one would probably stand out more to me. But also Guardians, though, dang. You know what I mean? Yeah. This one, this is one of those uh, those categories that's just like it, whoever wins, like, it, you know, good, good, job. Good, good for them. I mean, there's no, there's no bad movie on this list to me. I, I, I've, the only the one only I haven't one... seen it is War for the Planet of the Apes, but... For me, uh, a few of them edge out other ones just because uh, I'd be looking more for a good balance between practical and visual effects, like something that's way too uh, graphics you know, heavy. Guardians kind of tends to be too graphics heavy. Yeah, but that's what this category is, though. Is your visual effects like? Yeah, but it, visual effects could is also practical. No, I, yeah, like I get that. that so, but, but that's like, what I'm yeah. no, but that's what I'm saying is that when you have live action people and they're just on a soundstage and everything else is pretty much in the background, what I'm saying is you you also have like Blade Runner where you have more practical effects with like the car and then graphical effects which are the the background scenery and those are amazing they work together better yes. that's what i'm saying they blend very well there very are certain ones that are just so blade runner edges a little bit higher up uh i'm sure war for the planet of the apes edges up you know higher because you have those more real environments mixed with the cg monkeys. elements and and whatnot in it uh, i don't know how much kong kong skull island was was real kong skull real. island is the only one where i feel comfortable saying it's not gonna win yeah Kong looked amazing. The, yeah. the the fiery creature things looked mm-hmm. amazing, but you can shoot in real environments and be fine. The background yeah. is background. These are just, yeah. I mean, the the moving shit around real people and making it look real when you know like the helicopters are crashing and there's a giant monkey yeah. throwing st- shit around. Not really shit. He didn't throw his own shit. He just threw shit around like euphemism shit. Um, but to like guardians though, to to Joe's point is. It's on sound stages, so you have to make every environment that they deal with, especially the the the, um, the sovereign inner people and stuff, like the whole gold everything. Yeah, and like them getting little pods and stuff, and like the curved screen, and like that's visual effects, and it's like crazy to think about how hard that is the transition of like how like I don't know what it looked like filming it versus yeah. what it looked like in real life. You know what I mean? But like everything I saw in Guardians. I was like, did they shoot this in space? Did they like Disney just go oh, use the the you know this the corporate shuttle? Just go ahead and go. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars is going to use it. They're going to shoot just in one sp- spot, so you're fine. Um, but like, it's it's crazy to think like none of that's real for the most part because they never went anywhere real other than Dairy Queen. Uh, yeah, right. So it's like I don't know. It's it's hard. It's a hard one to choose. I still think it should be Blade Runner twenty forty nine because they took 
a really seamless real stuff and made in fake stuff and made it look like yes. it was all one piece. And I would say me. Blade Runner as well. Mike, what do you got? This is the last um, category. The rest of this is garbage. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be War of the Planet of the Apes, though. You think so? Because yeah. of the monkeys? Yeah. Because you have like a whole set of cast that's just fake? Yeah. And it, how like they have to inter- interact. Um, interact with live people. Directly. And, they have to, and horses. Yeah. And they have to you know, so emotion and I, I think all those factors of of humanizing the apes for Did lack of it? a better term. You seen it? Huh? Have you seen it? No. Or how good it is. I'm just going off of what I think they'd be looking at. You know yeah. what I mean? But I feel like that's probably Obviously got nominated so it looked good. It's not yeah. like they just gave it to it like, oh we need another one here it is. Because that's how Scott, that's how uh Kong Skull Island got in there. They're like, Yeah it's got a lot of visual effects, so might as well throw it in there. Because nothing else we have does, you know. What yeah. I mean? But that's it for our uh, our Oscar nomination show. Well, there is one more that where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Animated short. I just want to bring this up because Kobe Bryant is nominated. He is uh, for, for Dear Basketball animated short, which hmm. is very weird to think that Kobe Bryant got nominated for an Oscar this it year. It is. It's going to lose the Lou though. Is it? Their basketball is actually good, though. Like that's a weird thing. Lou is I haven't seen though. Um, I'm not saying was gonna win or not win. I just thought it was worth mentioning that Kobe Bryant is now a Oscar nominated nominee. something. So that's kind of and cool. it wasn't about a basketball documentary. It was kind of well, like not about it. That wasn't a basketball documentary. Yeah, it's about basketball. Obviously. It's a love letter to basketball, yeah. basically. Dear basketball, and it's just a. Basically, twelve pages about how he likes blankets. Yeah, where's the basketball part? It's like, no, I, I well, we'll basketball. get there. We'll get there. That's in the that's in I'm part a basketball two. player. It's implied. Yeah, duh. I love blankets. Um, yeah. So that's it uh, for that one, everybody. Yeah, Erba, everybody. Ha <laughs> um, Yeah. So uh, you know, March fourth will whatever. Fridays after that, we'll be talking about, you know, what went down. The dubs. The winners. And if we agree or disagree, which we may because we may have seen some of them. I'm going to see all of them. Mike will see all of them. Thanks for the invite, buddy. Uh, as long as iTunes comes through for me. Looks it up. Murphy Brown revival? That just <laughs> popped up on here. That's weird. Well, that's strange. Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah, you did. Shiny things. Um, yeah, so I'm going to call, that's it for this week's episode of Comes Naturally. We are Joe, Mike, I am Cody, and as usual, you fuckers just came naturally. Ow, my headphones.